Welcome to Action News on KGDY. I'm Dirk Hardthrottle. And I'm Kelly Sunbeam. Our top story today, the island nation of Evelania, long under the dictatorship of Professor Evilicus, has undergone a coup. The professor's oldest son, Dr. Evilicus, has led the uprising and declared that portions of the island below the river Malevolon to be an independent nation. Despite being only four hours old, South Evelania has already developed its own currency and a flag, picturing the head of Professor Evilicus being stepped upon by a large boot. Reports are in that Danger Squad International has arrived to try to broker a peace deal. Oh, hold on. Something has just come across our news desk. Yes? Professor Evilicus has just launched a counter-strike against his son. South Evelania has been completely overrun, despite the presence of Danger Squad International. Wait, Kelly. We have yet another late-breaking change to this story. Dr. Revilicus has apparently pressed the island's self-destruct button rather than allow his father to claim victory. Danger Squad International only just managed to get off the island before the explosion. What a tragic end to this story. Casualties are expected to be in the thousands. Unless the Destructobots, which made up the island's security forces, are not counted in that number. In which case, casualties are expected to be two. Two thousand? No, just two. The professor and the doctor lived on the island with only Destructobots for company. Well, stay tuned, listeners. We'll have lots more on this late-breaking story. But now, a look back at the last nation destroyed by a self-destruct button, Blood Lettistan. In the wake of that devastation, there were those calling for further restrictions on self-destruct button technology here in the United States. I had an interview at that time with Senator Dakota Washington from Ohio. He was instrumental in the passage of the 47th Amendment, which guarantees self-destruct button rights. We cannot allow the actions of some irresponsible parties in the past to infringe on the rights of dedicated, responsible scientists to attach legitimate and necessary self-destruct buttons on whatever pieces of technology they deem appropriate. Whether that's a complicated automaton with nearly sentient intelligence or a simple hammer, who are we to say that a self-destruct button isn't necessary? I don't believe that government should be taking that choice away from anyone. We were not able to bring you this interview and its revealing look at Senator Washington's connections with the high explosives industry due to late-breaking news at the time. However... And now, some late-breaking news from our own Sally Simpson. Of course. Sally, are you there? I am, Kelly, and I hope our listeners are able to brace themselves. I have some very shocking news. We've received a message... From the Expositioner. It's all right. That was Mr. Theme Music. I was just leaving a ceremony to honor his contributions to the Metrodelphia film community. When I left the theater, there, in the sky, we saw a huge zeppelin with the Expositioner's signature writings. For those listeners who may not know, this is the supervillain who leaves clues as to his next crime in a cryptic form that only a genius could uncover? Exactly, Kelly. And what is the dastardly clue the expositioner has left behind? Well, Dirk, the clue reads as follows. Forget the first national bank. I shall strike at a prime target. The word prime has been underlined several times. Oh, my. 
A fiendishly clever clue, I'm sure. We take you now to Sam Sterling and an exclusive interview with the Chief of Police about the Expositioner's latest plot. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, I'm here with Chief Watson. Chief, have you determined the sinister meaning of the Expositioner's latest clue? Well, of course. He's not nearly as clever as he thinks he is. We did some background checks, and both Color Guard Chemicals and the Broilinator Steakhouse have their accounts at Green Trust National Bank. Uh, uh, uh for, forgive me, but I'm not sure our listeners will be able to follow that. Well, I don't see why. Color Guard Chemicals is Metrodelphia's largest manufacturer of paints. And primer. And if you listen to ads on your own station, you'd know that the Broilinator has been running a special on prime rib. Oh, uh, uh, I see. Well, well, Chief, I wonder if you're aware that the expositioner is a noted mathematician. Really? Well, he certainly miscalculated this time. We have officers stationed near every branch office of Green Trust National Bank, and you have my personal guarantee that we'll be ready when this fiend strikes. But, Chief... I'm a busy woman, Sterling. I don't have time for any more questions. You go tell your friend Captain Goody that we've got this situation covered and we won't be needing his help. Now, good day to you. Uh, Chief, I really think... I said good day. Uh, back to you in the studio, Kelly. I'll just have to see about this. Thanks, Sam. You're sounding like you might be coming down with a cold there. Be sure to bundle up. Oh, uh, thank you. We'll have more on this situation right after this. Laser Lad, what are you doing? Gee, Laser Lady, after we destroyed Dr. Not-So-Nice's robot henchmen, our uniforms were awfully filthy. I can see that, but you're not going to put them in the washing machine, are you? I was going to use the gentle cycle. Well, just stop right there. We can't trust a home washing machine with the space-age fabrics in our uniforms. I always take them to the professionals at Carbon-Based Cleaners. Their friendly staff of legal aliens is familiar with the most advanced cleaning techniques in the Milky Way. So their service is literally out of this world. That's right, Laser Lad. Their patented matter transport can teleport your costume and leave the stains behind. And in the eight years they've been in business, they have never once infected a hero's costume with nanites and attempted to take control of his body. Unlike some other cleaning companies in the city... Gosh, Laser Lady, I'll run our uniforms over there right now. Why don't you stop by Steel Shell's lair and see if he needs anything to be cleaned? You mean they do robotic battle suits too? Wow! Carbon-based cleaners is awesome! You said it, my boy. You said it. Let me tell you, friends. There are lots of great ways to prepare a steak that will make your mouth water. But ask the experts. Food critics agree that one method of preparation is head and shoulders above the rest. That's right, I'm talking about heat vision. Hi, I'm the Broilinator. I have personally cooked over 5,000 steaks just by looking at them. If you've never tried a rich, juicy steak prepared with the power of my eyeballs, then don't wait any longer. Come on down to the Broilinator Steakhouse. This month, we're having a special on prime rib. Buy one, get one free, and I'll even cook them both at the same time. I don't have two eyeballs for nothing. So come on by for the best steak you'll ever try. 
If you don't agree, just look me in the eye and tell me so, and I'll give you your money back. Welcome back, listeners. Let's get another look at traffic with our eye in the sky, Chopper Ted. Hi, Dirk. Standard backups along most of the major roadways in and around Metro Delphia. We do have an incident on Maple Street just north of Lee Boulevard involving the Toddler Titan. Apparently, he was in pursuit of Super Stockbroker when the vehicle broke down. What happened? Well, the Bratmobile lost a wheel and the broker got away. Repair crews are on the scene and the detour seems to be moving traffic around pretty smoothly. Back to you, Kelly. And now over to the weather with retired superhero, the Countess of Clouds. And lo, too long have the elements been at war and chaos. This unrest must end and peace must be restored. Thus I summon forth every ounce of my power and still the skies. For on this day I do decree the weather shall be mild. Mild? Extremely mild. Okay. (laughs) So let it be. Um, why was there thunder when you were calling for mild weather? Do not question my powers. Right. (laughs) So, how about over to Sally Simpson? Hi, Kelly. Since the police have cordoned off all branches of Green Trust National Bank, being the likely next target of the expositioner, according to Chief Watson, the citizens of Metro Delphia have been forced to turn to other establishments for their banking needs. I'm currently standing outside of the one and only branch of the second National Bank of Metro Delphia, and business has been booming. I've seen over 30 people entering the building in the last 10 minutes. Strangely... No one has come out quite yet. What was that, Sally? Not sure, Dirk. I'm going to investigate now. I've just passed through the vestibule and... Oh my goodness! All of the customers and security guards are lying on the floor. One, two, three, four... Six masked men are standing over them with pistols and... Hey! Stop! Please let go of me. I'm a member of the press. Ah, Sally Simpson, my favorite meddling reporter... So good of you to join my little events. Gentlemen, give her back her microphone. No need to be so rude to my distinguished guest. Dirk, Kelly, things have taken a tragic turn here at the Second National Bank. Standing in front of me at this very moment is... The Expositioner. No! (gasps) Of course I am here, Sally. I told the whole world this is where I'll be with that little clue of mine. But Chief Watson... Oh, yes. So typical of her to focus on the prime wig with the pink primer idea. The clue was much cleverer than that, Miss Simpson. I told the world that I was not going to the first National Bank, but to a prime target. Prime, as in prime numbers. One isn't a prime number, but two is. And so I'm here at the second National Bank. What a fiendishly difficult puzzle. Oh, you like it? Thank you so much. But you'll never get away with it. You may have distracted the police, but Captain Goody has certainly heard our broadcast by now, and he'll be here to stop you any moment now. Ah, but my dear Miss Simpson, he won't have time. My men have already cracked the combination of the safe, and we're just about to open it. 
Grandpa yelled, gotten gains, and be on our way. Why, the only way he could stop us was if you were already here in the room with us. All right, men, open the vault. Well, good afternoon. Fancy meeting you here. Captain Fully, what are you doing in the vault? Foiling your scheme, Expositioner. Stay still, Sally. This will only take a second. My men, what have you done to my henchmen? Here, let me show you. Captain Goody, you saved me! And everyone else here. And hundreds of thousands of dollars of Metrodelphia's hard-earned income. But a hero doesn't keep a tally, Sally. Absolutely not. However, did you figure out the expositioner's diabolical clue? Don't thank me. Thank the Metrodelphia public school system. Without the help of dedicated teachers like I had growing up, I never could have stopped this caper in time. But wait! Two isn't the only prime number. What if he had chosen to strike at the third national bank? Oh, that was never a danger, Sally. Metrodelphia doesn't have a third national bank. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Captain Goody. Back to you in the studio. Well, we're so glad you're all right, Sally. We sure are. And if the rumor mill is anything to be believed, you can expect to see those two lovebirds flying high over a skyscraper near you sometime tonight. An update on the situation in Evilania. It turns out that what was believed to be the island's self-destruct button was, in fact, an alternate reality transference device. The entire island nation has been replaced with a version from a separate universe. While details are still sketchy, the main differences between our Evilania and this new version include the following. Evilania is now defended by killer androids instead of killer robots. The fortress of Professor Revilicus is three times its previous size and has a higher concentration of death rays per square foot. And Dr. Evilicus appears to have been transformed into a woman for no apparent reason. We'll be sure to keep you abreast of any further changes in our next news hour. And possibly more about Captain Goody and our own Sally Simpson. I'm Dirk Hardthrottle. I'm Kelly Sunbeam. And remember, if you're not wearing tights, stay, stay out, out of, of the, the fight. fight. Stay tuned for more Metrodelphia. You have been listening to KGDY, Episode 2, produced by Seat of Our Pants players and written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Brianna Kuby was Kelly Sunbeam. Rick Tennant was Dirk Hardthottle. Courtney Lynn Lightheart was Chief Watson and Laser Lady. Andrew Dell was Chopper Ted, Laser Lad, and Senator Dakota Washington from Ohio. This music was the Countess of Clouds. Adam Gastingy was the Expositioner and the Broilinator. Jill Wenzel was Sally Simpson, and Captain Goody and his alter ego were Dan Wenzel. Sound effects provided by www.freesfx.co.uk. Music today included Noob's Theme by Kevin McLeod, Dare Kelber's Sting by Kevin McLeod, and Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more, citizens.